Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another Patrick Comptas Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick. I hope everyone's doing well. And this week's topic, I just want to jump right into it, uh, is lens selection criteria. And what prompted this particular um, topic this week was um, I was out shooting with some friends, and uh, there was a, a beautiful scene that came in front of us. And we all kind of grabbed different lenses. And at the time, we didn't really think anything of it. But when we were looking at our photographs after, uh, we realized that we had taken them all at like different focal lengths and things. And and each picture in and of itself was was beautiful. Uh, but then it got us talking amongst ourselves, like, how do you select the lens when you come upon a scene? What is the criteria? Each of us has or had a different... Uh, rationale for that as to why we grabbed the particular lens we did. But I wanted to uh, share with you my thoughts on how I go about this, and and hopefully it will help someone out there that's listening um, that might be confused that has, you know, several lenses to choose from when they come upon a scene and they're like, ooh, which one do I grab? Which one's going to give me the better picture? There's a lot that goes into that decision. Um, you know, based on, you know, where you are and and what you want to either include in the scene or pull out of the scene or whatever. But just let me give you some ideas that I have uh, on this lens selection criteria, and then uh, we can kind of move on from there, and and, uh, hopefully that helps you. So I'm talking specifically about landscapes when I, I do this criteria. This is what goes through my head. I guess it could be applied to other... Uh, genres as well, but I think it makes the most sense uh, for landscapes. So if I get out of the car or I arrive on the scene uh, or hike to a spot, whatever the the condition is, and I get to where I want to go, and I maybe, um, and this doesn't have anything to do with setting up a tripod, by the way. This is all, I guess I should have prefaced that. This was all hand-holding uh, because we could have set up a tripod, but um, each of us decided not to on this particular instance. So this is all hand-holding, uh, just so we can set that record straight. But if I get to where I want to go, and I have my camera there, if I, if I look straight ahead and I don't find myself you know, looking up or down or side to side or something like that, I generally will grab a 24 to 70. The 24 to 70 is uh, anyone that's ever shot with it knows is just an immediate, an immaculately sharp tack lens. Um, probably one of the best lens that uh, Nikon has ever made uh, with regards to sharpness. And I, I find that a very versatile focal length from 24, where I can get pretty wide, uh, to 70, where I can you know zoom in a little bit more if I want to eliminate some things in the scene that um, might not. Uh, um, help the picture so composition. So that's kind of what I do, number one. If I look straight ahead and I'm looking, uh, I don't look side to side or up or down, I grab the 24 to 70. Now, if I get to the scene and I'm just like overwhelmed, I'm like, man, this is this is gorgeous. I've got to include all of that. I've got options, right? I can, I can shoot a pano, you know, to include all that. Uh, but if I don't want to do that, which lens would I grab? Well, if I find myself looking side to side and, and up and down and I know that there's a lot of information that I, I need to take in, 
you know, an obvious choice is a wide angle. And, and my go-to, uh, especially shooting the Nikon Z system, uh, is the 14 to 24. Another amazing lens that, that Nikon has made, and I, I don't think anyone's ever said a bad thing about a 14 to 24 from Nikon. They're just tack sharp and uh, there's these new lenses especially with the the z version um, not the afs although that was an amazing lens too but with the z version um, <clears throat> as i've shot with that i have not found any any flare or vignetting in this lens it's amazing that's if i don't have the filter on if i have the filter on which is 112 millimeter it's a big filter um and I start to kind of, you know, play around with the focal length. There, there might be some vignetting, but straight out of the out of the box with just the regular hood and and no polarizer or no um, neutral color filter on there, uh, or just a clear filter. It's it's amazing. There's absolutely no vignetting. I've shot that lens straight into the sun uh, for amazing starbursts and things like that, and I just do not get any. Um, <laughs> One of my photographer friends calls them UFOs, UFOs, unidentified flaring objects. But I don't, I don't get any of those. It's just amazing. So if I need to take in a lot of information, uh, I will grab the uh, 14 to 24 ultra wide angle lens for that. Now, if I look at the scene and I'm trying to get some details, let's say I'm looking at something off in the distance um, or a a specific point in the scene. Um, then I might grab the uh, 70 to 200 um, lens or something longer. You know, you could go with uh, a 300 or 400 or even, um, you know, some of the super telephotos just to kind of zoom in on some of the specifics and pick out some of the details of that scene to, to better tell your story. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of my mindset when I come upon a scene. And I'm trying to decide which lens to use. Uh, and again, that's for landscapes. Now, you could apply that logic, I think, with other lenses to you know, other genres of photography as well. But some genres lend themselves to have specific lenses, and you know, that's, that's not an issue. But with landscapes in particular, that's kind of how I um, approach that particular um, dilemma on there. So when my friends and I were talking about it, uh, you know, that I shared that with them and they're like, wow, that's, that's kind of a good way to look at it. And of course they had some different philosophies as well. Um, and, and a lot of things factor into that one individual only had one lens. And so that obviously might play a part in it. If you only have the one lens, you make do with what you have, right? Uh, the other gentleman, that I was shooting with said, well, um, and this was interesting to me too. He's like, well, I know I've seen a lot of shots at this particular spot and uh, they've always used this particular lens to shoot it. So that's why I had to use this lens. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, that's, that's a good reason. Um, but does it limit you with regards to the possibilities of perhaps getting a better shot um, that maybe someone hasn't seen or thought of from that particular scene. So again, we talked about it. We kind of laughed about it a little bit um, because we all had really good pictures, but with different uh, results on that. And again, there's no right or wrong on this. So uh, you'll have to kind of determine your own 
um, reasons for shooting a particular lens at a particular site and why you might grab for that lens. So I hope that helps. I just wanted to share that with you guys today because I thought it was uh, would make for an interesting little tidbit on a podcast on that. Um, all of those lenses that I mentioned, the 14 to 24, the 24 to 70, and the 70 to 200, I own all three of those lenses, and that's kind of the trifecta. So if you look at the range across those lenses, 14 millimeters super wide to 200 millimeters where you're kind of zoomed in, you know, if I take those three lenses on a hike or something, I'm covered for no matter what, you know, might come up as far as uh, scenes that I want to tackle. So that's kind of my rationale for that. I hope you guys find that um, kind of helpful if you're in a little bit of a a quagmire there with the uh, decision on on what to pull out and what to shoot in your bag. So uh, until we do another podcast together, I hope everyone has a a great time and you get out there and you, uh, you make every click count.